0: Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Karis Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen at We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Karis. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at karis.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. What am I supposed to talk about? No, 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 As for Zafana Panea next week. God didn't give me the chance. You don't even know what it means. And you're saying, oh... Cadaver <laughs> Shaka um, I, I want to try and talk about um, co laboring with God. Co- li- so we are co laborers. Co-laboring with God. Laboring together with God. Laboring together with God. Laboring together with God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, May I take this opportunity to draw your attention to the fact that God, right from Genesis, had a building in mind because he's a builder. It feels like God is into real estate. God is a builder and right from Genesis, his intention has been to build a house. But as I said previously, no one ever knew about that intention of God For some reason, Jacob keyed into that by revelation. When he encountered God for the first time, even even when he had not really changed. He was carrying the blessing and he encountered God. And when he woke up in Genesis chapter 28, verse 17, 18... 1920 he said this is no other place no other place than this is none other than the house of god as i told you the other time isn't it interesting that someone whose family life family in his family life since he was born none nobody has lived in the house so they lived in tents how come he's talking about house he himself was, as it were, a fugitive. He ran away from his father's tent, and was going to his uncle, and obviously he living in tents. How come he's talking about a house? It must be by supernatural insight and revelation. So he said, this is none other but the house of God. And he said, this is none other but the house of God. Jacob was already talking about the house of God. Wow. Because God, from the beginning, has always had a house place. One of the things I keep telling people is that you have to, the Bible, it's only, <coughs> only the Bible who can, that can tell you how things began. All other things are assumptions, propositions, and theories. The Bible doesn't talk about theories. There's no no one claim in Scripture that has been successfully disproved by any intellectual ever. No one claim in Scripture. Before, I think it's, it's Galileo who discovered, found out that the earth was round. The scriptures, Isaiah was talking about the circles of the earth, thousands. It was the church which didn't have revelation to read the Bible very well. So that, that then church thought the earth was flat. The Catholic church thought the earth was flat because they had not actually read the Bible very well. Because Isaiah said God sits on the circles of the earth. Isaiah was thousands of years before uh, even Christ. So the Bible spoke about things that, Bible spoke about evolution, uh, not evolution, I'm sorry, evaporation. Before they discovered evaporation, Our Bible spoke about some, the Bible No, I think Abraham Lincoln, one of the American presidents died because he, he contracted a blood disease. They found out that the disease was in his blood, so they decided to drain out all his blood to, to give him a new one. Little did they know that life, life of a human being <laughs> or of a thing is in their blood. So when they drain out the blood, they drain out his life. He died. But Bible said in Deuteronomy, over uh, 4,000 years before then, before scientists later found out that the life is in the blood, Bible said the life of a thing is in the blood. Leviticus, sorry. Leviticus, chapter 11, 17, 17, 11. The life of a thing is in the blood. So nothing, no one, no one, living or dead, has ever been able to disprove claims of Scripture. The scripture has several claims and Scripture makes... Um, the Scripture has different books, some is poetry, some is history, much of it is history. Mm-hmm. The historicity of Scripture has never been disproved by any historian. Absolutely. So every historical record the Scriptures gave are accurate. So, the point here is that if the scriptures spoke about Moses, spoke about Pharaoh, spoke about Daniel, spoke about Jesus, spoke about Paul, spoke about all these great people and you can't deny their existence, even though none of us was there, but history and extra biblical history prove that they, were, they ever lived. Now, what makes you think that the other things the scriptures said are wrong? Because so far, the things you can prove, actually history, secular history proves that all the things the scripture said is true. Nothing has been disproved yet. So the ones you haven't been able to disprove, why do you think that is not true? On what grounds? When when I say this is a Bible and you say it's not a Bible, the responsibility lies on you to disprove that it's a Bible. It's not my responsibility to prove that it's a Bible. Because to be honest, it's more difficult to falsify than to verify. I know some of you didn't understand it. It's a much it, it requires much more intellectual exercise to falsify. Some of you who know how to lie, you have to to falsify. This is a lot complicated because you can be found out easily. But to verify is easy. If someone is lying, just investigate, you'll find out. But to falsify is much more difficult. So for the scriptures to falsify it's difficult. If you want to verify, it's easier on your part to verify than on our part to falsify. Why did I have to say it? So then, if the... You see, every historian, and it's been proven that Jesus was a great teacher... And there was nothing he said that anyone has proved that it's wrong. So then if all the good things he said, all the things he said are true and most of the things so far, what makes you think that the other things he said about heaven, which science cannot discover, is wrong? In the same way, you were not there when your grandmother was born, were you? How about your father? No, you were not there when he was born. How, how much more when the earth was formed. Nobody was there, but the scripture tells us how God formed it, because God revealed it to Moses and Moses had to document it. So the scripture contains the beginning of life, humanity, to the end of humanity. You want to know how things will end? It's already said. It's already. It's in Revelations. You see, the the best science can do is predict the weather. Weather forecast. Apart from that, what else? And even sometimes we get it wrong. So, from Genesis to Revelations. God has documented everything about his plan for humanity. How things began, how things end. So it's not, good, it's not good enough to know about Genesis. It's necessary to know about revelations. Am I making a point? So when you, you are told how things began, in order to understand why things began Sometimes it's good to look at how things end. So, he says that in the beginning, God created man. He created the earth and he made man, formed man in his own image. For what? When you look at how it ended in Revelations, in Revelations chapter 21, verse 3, and I had a loud voice, From heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Say, "with with them. This is Revelation chapter 21. The next one is Revelation chapter 22, the last book of the Bible. So really, this is how things are going to end. How is it going to end? God is going to be with men. Oh, I know you've got it. Verse one, say, and I saw. Now, uh, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Say new heaven, new earth. That means the old one is going, this one is going to be old. A new one is coming. A new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no no more sea. Mm, It's good. I like that one. One day I'll teach about the, the significance of seeing scriptures. It's not a good thing. Let's go to the next verse, verse 2. And it says that, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New, New Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride. Uh, a city prepared as a bride? A city is a bridal. Very interesting. Prepared as a bride for her husband. Uh, the city has a husband. And when you read carefully downwards, you find out that the husband of the city is Christ. <laughs> and the city is the church. Amen. All right, but let me not confuse you. So when you look at Revelation, that then, verse three says that, then I heard a voice saying, now, now behold, the tabernacle. When all things are ending, now God is actually now going to dwell with his people be with them. So he created us to be with us. So those of us who think I, I can't wait to go to heaven we are all coming down. The city city Jerusalem is coming down from heaven from God. And then God is going to be with us. And he said, there will not be weeping. There will no more be sorrow. Verse 4. Said, there will no more be weeping. There will no more be sorrow. There will no more be that. There will no more be that. For God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Shout hallelujah. <laughs> all right. Um, all these fables and fables. You finish that. you find out that it's not fable. <laughs> so. God tells us how things are going to end tells us how things began so in between from beginning to the end we are part somewhere in the middle not in the middle we are towards the end but somewhere in in between within so what many people don't know is Isaiah chapter 46 verse 10 put you on the screen please let's read it out let's go this is talking about God. Okay, this is talking about God declared. Let's go. There the end the One more time. There the end the uh-huh. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all. Before the thing finished, he has declared the end already. Yes. God declares the end from creation. That's why everything has already been finished. Is here. It's finished. The people who end up in hell, is already there. Those who end up, everything is done already. Now we we are now living it. So, when you read, this is interesting, What is When you read Acts, I I just want you to have a certain understanding of this whole um, uh, economy of God. When you read Acts, Acts chapter 15, verse 18, it says that known unto God are all his works. From the founder, from eternity, known unto God, from eternity are all His works. So everything He will do is not like Him healing you is a surprise to Him, or maybe He didn't plan to let me do it. No, everything has already been written out. The script has been finished. So when you read Revelations, the scripture I just quoted, Revelation chapter twenty-one, verse one, did you know how it started? Didn't it didn't say, "And I will see." How do you? How do you saw what hasn't happened already? I saw, read the revelation, and I saw, and I saw, and I saw, he's telling what has happened. So it's finished. God declares the end from the beginning. Known unto God are all his works from eternity. His counsel will stand. Where do we fit in? And do you know what he did? So when he started things and then Genesis, he got Abraham, got Isaac, Jacob, and then got Israel and started working on Israel. And then the prophets started speaking about revelations and much all the prophets spoke about Jesus. Because Jesus was God himself coming down to be with the man and to build his house. So they were speaking about Jesus. As I told you the other time, they were speaking about Jesus. But most of them, they didn't really conceptualize, couldn't conceptualize how exactly this thing is going to be like. So the the prophets, they were speaking. But what they didn't know, they spoke a lot by revelation, but no one knew God is a very interesting God, an amazing God. He hid some things from humanity. In fact, I think Deuteronomy 29, 29 talks about how the secret things belong to God and the things that are revealed. He says that the secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children. He has revealed something, but there are a lot of things up to now. Now, scientists said there's more about the depths of the seas we we cannot. More, and let alone the skies. Even the small earth, small earth, we are struggling to, or even the small, small human beings, a lot of sicknesses still doctors can really get around. You, alone. Doctors, you are still a mystery to doctors. Yeah, yes. So it's, it's very naive and absurd for man to think, I can know everything. You don't even know your wife. Oh, wow. <laughs> your daughter is living at home. You are claiming she's a virgin, but she's an expert. Yeah. You see, you don't even know. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> your neighbors are planning to take away your house. But you didn't know. You thought he's your best friend. You didn't know that he's just your enemy, your betrayer. So, so yeah, there's so much you don't know. Why do we make so much noise? I know, I know, I know. You actually don't. Just the little you know, thank God and work with it. All right, so the point I'm, I'm trying to draw to our attention is that Bible talks about how God hates some things. Hate. So in, in uh, uh, um, Colossians chapter 1, oh, I like the Bible. Oh man, Colossians chapter 1 verse 24, Paul talks about if you have, uh, I, I rejo- now I rejoice in my sufferings for you. Now the apostles writing to the church. I rejoice in my sufferings for you, the you there is the church, not an individual, but a corporate you. I rejoice in my sufferings for you, the church, and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. Ah, so Christ came to suffer. Something is still lacking. By on the cross, in, in, Luke, in, in, in John chapter nineteen verse thirty, he says that the last time is finished. Ah, he didn't did leave some undone. What it will cost to redeem us was finished. Right. But now the work is the one that cost to build the church. Oh. So the sufferings of Christ are in two ways for the building of the church. One, the redemptive suffering which no man can suffer but only Christ. Right. That's why he came to live and die on the cross. To pay for our sins. That suffering is for our redemption. But afterwards, now the building of the church, he left the suffering in the hands of you and I. So we can go to Birmingham and <laughs> Ah, It's not convenient. Who told you anything good comes conveniently? That's it. No good marriage has been convenient. came conveniently. No good job comes conveniently. Do go and ask the prime minister. Yes, yes, yes. Do you know what Donald Trump is going through?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The highest post. Come and see what he's going through. No good job. No good thing comes conveniently. So where did we get this idea that, oh, trying to do the things of God will be convenient? It's never convenient.
1: Mm.
0: I get busier and busier. Listen, I'm spending my life... Pouring out my life like a drink offering To God Because, put it on the screen Because Christ finished his part He left the second part for you and I And your suffering Is not for your miracle It's for building the church I feel up in my flesh Where? In my what? Physically you feel it Physically, you feel it. The church work costs physically. Mm. Uh, I fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of His body, which wow. is the church. <laughs> Say it's the church. Yes. Can I go further with you? Yes. Look at the next verse. I like it. He says that. Oh, what is the of oh, which talking about? Referring to the church okay, the church, of which I became a minister, I became a minister, minister, bless. You become a minister of the church, of which I became a minister according to the, you know, the, you remember that word? worship, uh, stewardship. Stewardship given to me. So you are supposed to dispense. Stewardship is given to you for you to dispense. Go to Birmingham so that through you, the part, those who are part of the building stones of the church will be brought in.
1: Yes, bring the word.
0: Watch, 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 watch. To, the stewardship, from, um, according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God. Now watch this. Go to the next one. That's where the secret is. To fulfill the word of God. The a mis- Say mystery. Mystery. What's a mystery? The human mind doesn't have. I can't get it around. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations. Watch this. See, so he's talking about the church.
1: The
0: church is a mystery which has been hidden from ages. Something had been hidden. God hid it. Isaiah prophesied about it, but he didn't have a clue what he was talking about. Because God chose to hide this mystery in him from the age. So throughout the ages, mystery which had been hidden from the ages and the generations, but now it has not still remained hidden, but now has been revealed to his saints. That's the mystery of the church, how Gentiles and Jews, how a sinner like you and I can become saints of God. You. Some of you, when people found out that you are now in church, you're going to church, they are very confused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You? <laughs> you in church? You preaching? I mean, look, you? Uh-huh. And now where's the uh, 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 How many people were shocked? This guy, church? Ha! I have to go and find out what kind of church that is. We were all once, thank you, sir. We were all once somewhere. Yeah. 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 The mystery is that God finds you acceptable enough. Religion will say you are not good. But God said, it "Doesn't matter. I still want you." <laughs> don't mind the religious people. They spoil too many things. Especially those who use the knife. Those ones are serving a demon. Demon likes blood. What is, which God? What, is, what kind of God is this that can fight for himself? Okay, a, 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 a food for thought. Why are you worshiping a God who can fight for himself? I mean, if you attack, if you attack the church, we don't have to fight you you will find out that there is something behind this
1: thing.
0: <laughs> Read the Bible. In, in Acts chapter 9, the Bible says that this man was creating, breathing, murderous threats against the church. Acts chapter 9 from verse 1. So, and this Saul, Saul, yes. s- still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, went to the high priest, sought powers, to go and execute them and chasing them all over. <laughs> On his way going, he <laughs> met somebody. And the man said, Why? Verse 5, said, said, So, why do you persecute me? He said, Ah, who are you? He said, and he said to him, Who are you? No, before then. Before then. Verse 4, he says that. And he fell on the ground and he heard a voice saying, So, so, why are you persecuting me? It's not the people he was attacking, somebody was behind them. Wow. We are not serving a God who can't fight for himself. He will fight, he will deal with you. He will deal with you easily. He will show up in your dream and warn you. Why don't that? your wife and your husband is, is someone is trying to play around with your husband just know that she's a bad woman, a cheap woman, but then don't go fighting her pray God will appear to her in a dream or by the time she realized she's just rot- getting rotten all the vital statistics are getting rotten now and she, she will have to come and beg you please forgive me she will know that there's a God behind you am I talking to somebody don't try to fight human beings Fight demons, Deal with demons. And then if you are doing God's work, someone fights you, they are actually getting themselves into trouble. You can't fight God and win. He said in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, if God be for us. All right, back to religion. So those who try to fight for their God, their God is suspicious. He's a dodgy God. All right, so, <laughs> but look at you. You, 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 you. Ah. Look at the one sitting beside you. Hmm. This person is a potential saint. (laughs) Some of you know that if we consider your past and the things you have done, we shouldn't have allowed you to come and sit here. You you shouldn't have been allowed to come here because there are bad things you have done. They're serious. I'm telling you. People don't know. Serious things. They don't know you. Tell the person you don't know me. I'm very dangerous. I'll tell the person, I used to be very dangerous. Ah. But I'm now holy. I'm, holy. I'm 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 holy. Shout hallelujah. That is the beauty of, of godliness and Christianity to the extent that a medra like Saul can become a preacher. Saving lives. So, it's a mystery that God so high and lofty and so holy, takes himself and slaps himself on you and mingles himself to be one, and you, such a, excuse me for my language, such a dirty human being, with flaws, you are not perfect. Sometimes the decisions you make are so, and yet God has, he takes himself and puts himself inside you and makes you a saint and his agent. And what is even more confusing sometimes is that you are saved, ready, going to heaven, working with God, and yet you still have issues. Yes. Wow. You still have character issues. Yes. You still have desire issues. Yes. You still like those, You t- when you see the stuff, you don't know what's wrong with you. Why, why do I like porn like this? Ah, but I thought I'm born again, but I still porn is attracting me, yes. Some girls like boys so much, and you are genuinely born again. But you still like them men. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Amen. Sisters, is it not true?
1: <laughs>
0: what, what the unchurch does not know is that when we are in Christ, we still have natural human tendencies like them. But we depend on the strength of the Holy Ghost to help us yeah. to live your life. So those of you, those of you who you know God is calling you, but you are postponing their response because you are waiting to break up with your other girlfriend and then stay with your wife before you can serve God. Don't wait. You come the way you are. God will empower you to chop everything. Yeah. Remove your cancer from your life. Shout Hallelujah! hallelujah. That is the mystery of Holiness. Mystery is a mystery that God, so holy, will take himself and mix himself, put himself into you, so sinful, mm. Mm. It's a and create a new entity called the church.
1: <laughs>
0: Angels look into this and wonder. So, if you attack the church, God will attack you. Yes. Because God takes anything against the church very personal. Very personal. Nobody ever in history has been able to fight the church successfully and stay. Home. You watch. There are people who fought churches and created problems for churches. You watch. If they don't get changed, watch the impact on their families, their children. Some of them, their children, by the you hear, oh, one of his sons just fell from the boat and a shark just swallowed him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all manner of mishaps that really sometimes are very amazed. It beats the mind. Yeah. One day she was going to work and just she stood before uh, her boss and then suddenly she froze. They took her to the hospital. She's dead. Wow. What happened? And then the next day, her cousin also died. The next, yes, sometimes, when you investigate, there are issues in the family that people who have fought against the church. Yeah. Wow. When you fight against the church, God will come after your family. Wow. Oh. Pastor, I don't believe it. Try. Or, oh. 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 Please, begin to do a research. Right. You will be shocked are the stacking realities of some of the things I'm saying. Yes. Because most of us don't know the causes of some things. So we think that it's a natural cause of event. No, there's no smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Paul said this mystery. God hid in him. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse, verse 8. Ephesians said, unto me, who am less than the least of the saints... <laughs> that, 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 oh, 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 to me who am less than the least of see the, the, for those of you uh, this saints it doesn't mean dead people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Saints are the people of God. Yeah. That's what I explain. Sinner, God, holy God, put himself in s- sinful man and saves that sinful man, and the man becomes saints. So how many of you are saints here? Very interesting, isn't it? I am a saint. I don't have to die. When the, the, church, the Catholic church canonizes somebody, it's a different thing. It's not the saint Bible is talking about. It's just the church saint. But this one, you have to live. So he says that, to whom, who am less than the least of all the saints. This grace was given to me, watch this, the grace to preach was given to me that I might show so, I, I, so that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Go to the next verse, watch this, watch this. And to make all men see what is the fellowship, that fellowship. You remember that word, the fellowship, or economia, God's program of working, God's economy. To make all men see what is their fellowship of the mystery. The mystery is the church. The mystery of Christ is the church. The mystery which from the beginning of ages had been hidden in God who created all things. So from Genesis, when God was making things, he finished everything and kept hid something inside him and no man knew. And it came through Abraham and Isaac, Jacob, David, the prophets, none of them knew until Christ shows up on the scene. And even that, it was still hidden and after his resurrection, the church was born and people the Jews, the Judaizers didn't actually understand what was happening and so when you become a Christian in fact in Acts chapter 11 they were saying that the, 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 the Gentiles shouldn't receive the Holy Spirit and Paul said in Acts chapter 11 verse 19 that listen, that if God who gave us this thing has given it to them, who am I that should, from verse 70, Acts chapter 11, Acts chapter 11, 18 and 19, it says that if therefore God, who gave them the same gift as He gave to us uh, when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who, um, who was who uh, was either, I that I should? We, why, why are you telling me I can't let Gentiles receive the Holy Spirit? Because I'm, in Judaism, Gentiles can't even come to the synagogue. And a Jew, a serious Jew, can't go and mingle with a Gentile. Peter, you are serious. How can you go and mingle with the Gentiles? And you see, because they were right to a certain extent, but they were right in the Old Testament. They had not seen the the revelation of God, the mystery of God, which is now being revealed. And so, he said, go to the next verse and see what it says. When they heard these things, they concluded that, no, God has also visited the Gentiles. But watch this. So, Paul now was given the responsibility of making all men know this mystery that the jews and gentiles now when it comes to the church there is no jew There is no Greek, there is no male, there is no female. So in the church, there are no divisions, there are no demarcations, there are no human classes. When you come to church, whether you are a billionaire, a zironeer, a a, a, a debtor, it doesn't matter. When you are coming to church, don't come with your Amani shoes. Don't bring your Bentley into the church, we don't need it. Because your Bentley can't give you two hearts. Your certificate doesn't guarantee eternal existence. We are all fundamentally human beings saved, with the, by, by, saved and washed by the blood of Jesus on our way to heaven to become one union, to, to be in one union with God. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Do I mean it's not nice to, it's not good to have nice things, uh, brother? If you can afford it, go get it. Because life is very short. Just enjoy God. And anything God gives you, enjoy it. Because life is not for endurement, it's for enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the point here is that in Galatians, I think chapter 2, verse 28, or tw- 328, I think 228, Galatians 228, it says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, your immigration status doesn't matter here. Your employment status, when you come to church, your employment status, your status don't count. Because there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male, gender does not matter. Male nor female, for all for you, you are all one in Christ. That is the mystery. You can't talk about Jews and Gentiles being one in worship, it can't happen in the past. But this mystery was hid in God, and He said, but now has been revealed. And Paul said, God has given me the commission of making men know the steps of this mystery. So now. That's where we come in. This mystery is the church. The church is the mystery of Christ. Hidden throughout the ages. Even though God knew what he was doing, He has finished everything, everything from Genesis to Revelation finished. The aspect of the church which had also been finished and completed in Christ was hidden. So no man knew about it until Christ came and died and went. Even the Jews who were working with him they didn't really understand it. It took somebody like Paul who God opened the insights of this whole mystery of church. That's why he says that, I now bear in my body what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. If you understand what church is about, you don't mind sacrificing things to make the church work. You don't know what church is. You think churches are coming to sing hymns and songs and jumping and shout? Oh no, that's the aspect of our fellowship. Koinonia is the Greek word, the fellowship. But actually, I like this one. Church is God himself through Christ in you, in you, in me, in her, becoming one entity called the body of Christ. But guess what, guess what? Also called the house of God. God is a builder. In Hebrews chapter, chapter 3, verse 4, he says, Every house is built by somebody, but all God. said, For every house is built by someone, but he who builds all things is it's God. God. Yeah. Verse 6, verse 6 says that, But Christ asked the son over his own house, whose house we are. Say, whose house we are. Whose house we are. I, I can't hear you.
1: Whose house we are.
0: Say it again. Whose house we are. So we are the house of God. Let's all say that together.
1: We are the house of God.
0: Are you hungry? No. And then say it like someone who has faith.
1: Let's go. We, we are the house of God. One more time. We are the house of God. We
0: are the house of God. In First Timothy 3, verse 15, he says that I wrote these things to you so you know how to order your life, comport yourself in the church. Which the ch- but if I delay, I write, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself, yourself in the where? Where? In where? Oh, watch this. That means that you are actually in the house of God. You must be in the house of God somewhere. For, for him to say, you must know how to conduct yourself in the house of God. Because if you don't have access, how, why would I write to you and say, so you know how to conduct yourself in the White House, at the White House? That I means you must be going there. Yeah. Because if you are not going there, why would I come and tell Brother Colin, uh, I want to give you a text, I'm sending this text so you know how to behave yourself in my house. there and then you know that maybe I'm about to invite you to my house. Because if you don't have access to my house, why would I write to you or send you a text or WhatsApp you and tell you how to behave in my house? So if he said, I write to you so you will know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, that means that he is granting you access into the house of God. That means the house of God must not be somewhere ethereal, somewhere where you can access. It must be somewhere physical where you can access. And so here he says that, I write to put you on the screen, that you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is, he didn't leave it ambiguous, he said, which is the church? Which is? The church. What is the church? The house of God. Oh, have I lost you? What is the church? The house of God. What is the church? The house of God. I told you, from Genesis, God's intention was for a house. That's always been God's eternal plan. What is the purpose of his house? Why would I build a house? Because that's where I want to live. So a person's house is a reflection of where the person lives. They say, "Oh, that's the house of. Uh, Michael Jackson. Now, I know in our times, people buy houses and build I built the house. I've rented this. I've let it. No, but when they say this is your house, it means that this is where you live. Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: And so, then if God says that the church is my house, that means that that's where he's always wanted to live. And that's why I showed you in Revelation chapter 21 verse 3 that it says now the tabernacle of God is with man and he will be amongst them. He will be, uh, they will be his people. He will be their God. He's always God's hot. I like this. I like this. God's, (laughs) God's hot spot is his house. That's where he has guaranteed himself that this is where I want to be. And so when he created human beings, that was his main agenda, to be with man. And then sin came inside first. So we lost that. And so from Genesis, he's been working. That's why I say you have to look at Revelation to see how it ended. It ends, how does the story end? God and man being one, living under one roof. All right? So now we are the house of God. And the house of God was a mystery in the Old Testament. They never had a clue what it was. That is why, oh man, that's why Jesus came to die. He came to die to make it possible for you to be part of God's house. I said it last week in John chapter 14, verse 1. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe in the Father. Believe also. Verse 2. He said, For in my Father's house. You see, see? Anytime you see that phrase in the Bible, the house of God, God's house, don't think heaven. No, what, what? Said, heaven is not his house. Why would he want He's, earth. His house is somewhere on earth. But then from Genesis, he couldn't find a place because man was not ready to accommodate him until Jesus Christ comes to die and he says Peter you are rock and upon this church I will build so Jesus actually classifies himself as a builder and from the time Jesus died the, uh, when he resurrected that's why before he went to the cross he says that for in my father's house are many abodes I don't like the mansion it's not a, a proper rendering of the Greek word so give me a different translation the amplify and he says, for in my father's house there are many dwelling places if it were not so I would not have told you, for I am going away to prepare a place for you. Look at the next verse. He said, "I'm going." And when I go, didn't he didn't say when I finish. When I go and make ready a place for you, I will come back. Watch this. I'll come. Well, this is interesting. Okay, King James is better. I'll come back again. Uh, I'll come back again and receive you unto myself. Why? That way, I am. that way I am. So he's not talking about future times. He was going to the cross. He's dying on the cross to make a way in God's house, start the house process. When he finished, he said, I'm going to come back and be in you because if you are not born again, God is not inside you. You are not the dwelling place of God. That's why when you become born again, you become the dwelling place of God. And guess what? The church of God has got many dwelling places of God. In my father's house, there are many dwelling places. Many places, God. So in one house, but many abodes and all we are all one house watch this now the house is in building Mm -hmm. I explained to you that God does not build with bricks he builds with stones Stones. so his house we are individual stones for the building of the house so this is a stone this is a stone if he's born since he's born again this this is a stone this is a stone this is a stone. This is a stone. And this is a stone. <laughs> so these are all building stones, building blocks for the house of God. And so when you read 1 Peter chapter 5 chapter 2 verse 5, it says, "We also as living stones or lively stones are being built. We also as lively stones are being built into a holy house, yes. a holy habitation. So we are all being built together into a house of God. Yes. And I like the way, okay, now open to Ephesians chapter 2 verse two, 22. Yes. Verse 2. Makadash.
1: Rabbadagadash.
0: Libadabadaba. Shaka. We are the house of God. Shout, yes. so we are the house of God. We are the house of God. The house of God is made up of, is made of living stones. Your house is made of dead bricks.
1: <laughs>
0: bricks, blocks. But our house, the God, the God's house is made up of living stones. And you and you and you and you and you are the building stones of God's house. So when God called Peter, Jesus saw Peter, that's where my message is going actually. It says, so we are the building blocks of God's house, building, building stones. And so Ephesians, are you the Ephesians chapter 2? Can we all read it out loud? It doesn't matter of version. Let's go. Ephesians
1: 2.22. Yes.
0: We are being built up a habitation, a dwelling place of God, a spiritual temple. Thank you. We are all. It's not I. We. Right, right. We. So when you read the Bible, it says that you are the temple of God. It's not just the you as an individual. It's not the individual you. It's the corporate you. Okay. We are the house of God. Being built up into a spiritual house for the dwelling of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So... These are different stones, different stones, but every stone, you know the stone in, uh, f- for maybe your, your window at your kitchen is different from the stone at the window in your bathroom already. Yeah. So every stone has its role.
1: Yeah.
0: What am I trying to suggest to you? Everybody here is useful and important to God.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, my Pastor, you don't know the bad things I've done. Oh. He knows it, but he still called you. Yes. He knows it. Yes. Have you ceased from being your mother's son? No. In spite of these bad things you have done that no one in your family has ever done? So God's problem, uh, you have to hear this. God's problem is not what you did. God's problem is your understanding and your mindset and about who you are in Christ. Amen. Because you do some things because you actually don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a proper estimation, some people didn't realize that they are wives. Oh,
1: yes.
0: You don't realize. So their friends are going for parties and they still. Yeah, you, you, you are a wife now. They have forgotten their husband. Some men usually they actually forgotten that their wives have given birth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they forget that they have a two-year-old boy at home and they are still behaving like a thirteen-year-old boy. Men you have a father. Change your ways. <laughs> I don't know how it feels because I'm not a woman. To 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 have a child with an irresponsible man. It will feel very frustrating. So you need to take your time before you let them in, think about who they can be to your children. Hey. <laughs> because children, you don't bring children. <laughs> you don't drink a child into your womb. The sex will bring the child. Unless it's a rape. You choose who you sleep with, sister. So now you are making noise. We told you that the guy has a funny character. <laughs> so take it like that, and let's help you manage the situation. <laughs> All right, so... So these are building blocks, building blocks, Amen. building blocks, building blocks. And God brings us all together. Come together. Hold your hands. Say, come. And he builds a house. What was the purpose? So that he can live inside here.
1: Hey. <laughs> and this is
0: the church. But you know what? His house is growing. Hmm. It's only God who has a house that grows. Amen. <laughs> and oh, you don't is in the bible yeah it says it, it says that um, uh, into uh, 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 the, the building that Ephesians chapter chapter chapter, chapter 2 verse two, um, 20 in fact it talks about being Ephesians chapter 2 verse Uh, Nineteen and twenty talks about you are no more. Oh, I think I'm getting. Can I distract? Can I divert a little bit? Ephesians chapter two, verse nineteen and nineteen, it says that you are fellow members of God. So now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens of the with with the the saints? With the saints and members of God's household. Do we have members of God's household? Yes. We are members of. Go to the next verse. Being built on the foundation of the prophets, apostles, and prophets. Uh Verse twenty-one. Christ himself being the chicken, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows. So this, this this, building called the church, this house of God, is growing. It's growing. But now watch, watch, I, I know where I'm going. This house is growing. So God, Jesus Christ dies to make the church possible. Wow. To start building the church. And so when he died, before he died, God couldn't live in a man. Okay. But after he died, because of... Forgiveness of sin, because of redemption through the blood of Christ, now God can put himself in a man who believes in Christ. Yeah. And then he lives in us, and so Christ in you, Christ in you, Christ in you, Christ in me, that's what forms the church. And that, that's what is the house of God. But guess what? The house of God has got members, mm. because we are members of God's household, mm. that's one. And the members of God's household are the blocks, or oh, sorry, the, the, the stones, stones for the building of God's household. So. Uh, The question is sir, are you supposed to be just a stone because stones don't move? (laughs) Stones look look leave it somewhere. It will stay there, but we are not ordinary stones We We, We are living stones We are living stones stones stability living activity First, first Peter, put it on the screen again. First Peter chapter 2 verse 5. Stones connote stability. You don't just you are not just flaky, instable. Today you are here, tomorrow you are here. There are some people they have been in every church in the city. You, you, you are a phony stone. Rolling No, <laughs> How can you use a rolling stone to build a house?
1: It's impossible.
0: You can't build a house with a rolling stone. <laughs> you've been in too many churches. Today, you are in church, the Lord is my shepherd. Tomorrow, the Lord I, I, I shall not want. And the next day, you are in church, anointed is my portion. My, my Another time, you have been everywhere. And you stay there for at least, at most, two years, and then you are gone. It's a reflection that you are not growing spiritually. There's something wrong with your spiritual health. Because people who grow in the things of God are stable. The Bible says, be steadfast and unmovable. Why is it that you always get moved? Yeah. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. It said, be, be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the labor the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in God. It takes stability to abound. Yeah. Stable, be stable and abound in the work of God. Because you are in church A, you were a chorister. Now you have gone to church B, you are an usher. And then you go to if you have stayed there, you probably would have been a chief usher. Yeah. Moving everywhere, oh. even council workers don't move by heart. No. Mm-hmm. Apart from planning offices. So, is that uh, 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 First Peter? First Peter, my time is First, first Peter. you Peter. Are also living stones. We are living stones. Shouting, we are living stones. we are living stones. Living stones. We are living stones. Stones, stability, living activity. You must be useful to God. You must be doing something for God. You are too pretty. Too intelligent not to be doing anything for God. Look at you. <laughs> you are too intelligent. And uh, Rama, you know what some people do? Look at how young you are. Look at how energetic you are. They are waiting to become old ladies. God also likes young ladies. <laughs> God likes young people like you. Young with your, all your eyelashes. And then you are you, <laughs> God likes intelligent people. Some of you are very intelligent. But you know there's a difference between being clever and being wise. they are two yeah. different things. <laughs> you can do things. God likes you. Listen, I got born again when I was 17 years and I've never regretted it. Some of, some of the elderly ones here will tell you, they got born again when they are finished having, having their children. and they have, So they have not used a lot of strength for God. And God is going to reward based on your labor, not based on your wishes. God reward. so when you are stronger, use your strength for God. I listen to him, like the way you, yes, did you go to Birmingham yesterday? You didn't go to Birmingham to win souls. You had work, okay, that's understandable, that's
1: better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, like, I like your eye, eye, eyebrows, very nice, I, I will say anything, very nice, sit down please, sit down. <laughs> but are you getting what I'm saying? Do something for God. Do something for God. Some of you, most of your energy is already gone into a lot of different
1: things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) People people have done stuff. Robert, tell them. They don't know. We have done things, man. So, use the rest of the energy. This one, look at your beard. Nice man. You know the girls like you. Oh, obviously, with this, your uh, mentality. The girls will like rise to your feet with your yin-yang. I mean, the, ladies, is this that guy not cool? They can't say it's a hypocrite. <laughs> Look, he's got muscles, but now I'm sure he's got eight packs. He's all, you don't have a pack, no. I can tell you have it. <laughs> but nice guy. Can you imagine if his strength is investing his strength in God's work? Most of us invest our strength in parties. I don't say don't go to parties. Like the way last night we had a lot of nice time at the party. It's part of life. Well, I hope people didn't get drunk too much. Yeah, but then it's up to them. But it's nice to have party. But you you're taking picture, picture, picture for people. What are you doing for God? <laughs> what are you doing? With this your <laughs> for god had help so even though both of us may not have enough hair we are different too please be seated so the point let me finish i need to finish you want to hear the, the end of that? so god built the house so he would live in the house and then come quickly come and he's okay you sit down go and bring him so the house this is the activity aspect of the house not the stability the activity aspect of the house the, the growth of the church is not God's responsibility at all, at all. it's the responsibility of the living stones oh, yes. thank you so go and bring somebody go yeah, go and bring somebody yeah, the man who cannot jump yeah that one <laughs> travel as far as auntie. go and bring somebody and the church. Is, let's move into it. the church. So go, go and bring somebody. And the church is growing. The church is growing. Bring somebody. And the church is growing. Bring somebody. And the church is growing. And the church is growing. And the church is growing. The church is growing. See, see, it's okay. Now, yes. All right. All right. Please come. And this is God. So God is in His house, and the stones are growing. The stones are growing. Now watch this. So that is why he said, I bear in my body, winning souls, can you feel it? You feel it. Colossians chapter 1 verse uh, 24, he says, 24, sorry. He says that, now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, the stones of the church. I fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. So there's a pain, there's suffering you have to go through to build the church. God left it for you and I, being the living stones. Since you became born again and with all this, your big, big talk, hallelujah, and big tones. How many people have you been able to bring, to to be active in God's house? To Be born again, listen. No one is useless so long as God is concerned. No one, everyone is important. How many people have you been able to establish in God's house? Stop this. Yap, yap, yap. I am powerful. I see revelations. Revelations is not necessary as much as building the house is concerned. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, time in First Corinthians chapter. 14, he says that, I prefer you speak, uh, prophesy, speak in tongues, but I want you to prophesy. Because verse 4 says, verse 3 and 4, 1 Corinthians 14, he said, if who's, he who speaks in tongues, all right, okay, let's go to verse 5 then. He said, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but that more that you prophesy. Why? Because he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks in tongues, unless, he's, uh, 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 unless interpret for them. Go to the verse 4, see the verse 4. See the verse 4. He who speaks in tongues does what edifies. But how about he who prophesies? The church. That's why he says that he who prophesies is more important than he who speaks in tongues. The one who is only receiving, building yourself, God says is good, but it's not good enough. The one who is doing to build the church, God's rates, the rating of that person before God is very high. Very high. That is what secures my life above a lot of people. My family is blessed. My health is blessed. I don't fall sick by heart. I'm too busy for God. It will affect the kingdom. The kingdom will not be okay if I fall sick. So God will have to do anything to keep me going. I can't be in hospital. I can't sleep in hospital. Because I'm too busy doing God's work." I'm talking for you. I'm speaking for you. You living stone, what are you doing? You are living stone. And what is amazing, please, uh, because of time, thank you. Please appreciate them. Let me like, give you the last two <laughs> scriptures. All right, it's OK. Time, let's look at this scripture. Uh, which scripture am I going to talk about? OK, First Corinthians chapter 3. Look at this, look at this, look at this. It's nice to see you. Are you learning something? Yes. I thank God for your life. Oh, is this is today your first time? I'm so happy to see you. Thank you for coming, it's nice to see you. We are living stones. Now, first, didn't I say First Corinthians chapter three? Put it on. I didn't tell you the text. Verse nine, verse nine. For for we are God's fellow workers.
1: Oh my God! <laughs> hey, pastor, can you come? Oh, yes.
0: So this mm. church is God is called God and Sons Incorporated. Incorporated. <laughs> God and Sons, who are those who are part of this company? Yeah. Yeah. God and Sons Incorporated United. Yes. <laughs> International. International. God and Sons. Wow. God has, nev- oh, God has never done things for men outside of men. Wow. Mm. Anytime God wants to reach out to men, he will use men. Yes. That is why when he wanted to save man, he came as a man. That's why when he wanted to give us the word, his word, he gave it through men. God always likes using men. So even when Saul of Tarsus met Jesus on the road to Damascus, and Jesus said, "Why do you persecute me?" Acts chapter nine, verse five. "Why do you persecute me? Why do you persecute me?" He said, "Who are you?" He said, "I'm Jesus, whom you are persecuting." And he said, "What?" Wait, verse seven. He said, "So what do you want me to do?" Do you know what the Lord told him? He asked. So verse, verse six. Let's read, Let's go. Let's go. Astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? What did the Lord say? Arise and go to the city, and you'll be told. That means that there are people, I, I don't come to you directly and talk to you. I'll send, I'll, I'll send a report to your GP. Go to your GP. Mm-hmm. God says that he will not personally build your spiritual life. He will use other people to build your spiritual life. What's the job of a pastor? To feed you with God's work so that you can build others for God's work. Too many of us are just users. You are looking for testimony. Oh Miracle. Miracle husband. It won't come. No, it will come in Jesus' name. Uh, you know his, uh, your husband is coming. You sit down and behave posh. I said your husband is coming. <laughs> but, but, put a facelift on your Christian walk. Wow, wow, wow. Do something. Come on. We are going out to win souls, not to get money. Not to, not to for political campaign. We are going to win souls to find out the building stones who are lost. That's why we are going out. He says that we are co-laborers, we are workers together. Verse nine, we are workers together. Verse nine, for we are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field, and you are God's building. Hallelujah. You are God building, and someone has said we are working with God to keep the building growing. Mm -hmm. God is looking for workers. Mm -hmm. This one is now like employment offer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why don't you sign up? Mm -hmm. Change your mind about your attitude towards God. Mm -hmm. Listen, let me. Um, all right. I was about to say something, but it's not wholly true, so I will have to rephrase it. I was about to say that God doesn't really need you, but it's not true. God actually needs you. He can't do without you. But it's in your interest. You need God more. Tell someone, hey, you need God. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish my message? I feel like holding a Bible. Can I finish my message? Uh, Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. (sighs) Pastor <sighs> Joshua, Charlie, the word is going doing something in my spirit. <laughs> What's this? Verse 11. Verse, verse, we read verse 10. Have you read verse 10? Okay, let's go to verse 10. Let's go to verse 10. According to the grace of God which is given to me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each, each one take heed how he builds on it. Be careful how you are building you. Be careful how you are building. Let's go to the next verse. Let's go to the next verse. For there's no other foundation, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that now which is Jesus Christ. So that one is finished. Jesus Christ, the foundation. Go to the next verse. You are sure you go. Now, if anyone so we are all building, as soon as you become a stone, because you are a living stone, you have your building responsibility. Some of us, by the time you are dying, you haven't built anything. You have left part of God's house this because you didn't build. Because as soon as you come in, he gives you your job. He gives you your shovels, your tools. Start building. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation, gold, so it depends on what you want to. Gold, silver, you see what? Precious what? Precious what? Precious what? Precious stone, wood, hay, straw. It depends on what you are building, how you are building. Some of us are be- believing God that I will always build gold. Gold, Silver. Gold, silver, precious stone. I don't want to build hay. I don't want to build with straw. I don't want to build with wood. Why would I build God's house with wood? Why would I build God's house with hay or straw? He says, Go to the next verse. Um, Each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. Ah and if the uh, 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 and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is so uh, i'm here making big mouth and making noise that I'm, i want to i'm building with gold no you would not know a time will, ta- will test a time is coming to test what what kind of substance i'm using to build so you can be making a lot of noise hallelujah we don't know we will dance with you but maybe maybe it's you are building Maybe. Maybe it's wood. I pray that may it be gold or silver. How shall we find? We will find out. You will know how you are, but we will find out. Because the work will test, the fire will test your work. What sort it is. Go to the next verse and see as I as I finish. If that if any man's work he, which he has built on, on it endures, he will receive a reward. Uh, reward is coming. But but if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer losses, but he himself will be saved, yet, as through fire. Wow. So, you go to heaven, but you go to heaven naked. When I say naked, without reward. Yeah. And ma- ma- eternity is longer than this time.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: So, my question is this. Why is it that many Christians claim they are going to heaven and yet there's no investment they are making towards heaven? You are, you, you are not ready for heaven. You don't intend to go to heaven. Or you don't believe in heaven. Because if you do, you will make your investment towards heaven.
1: Towards your future.
0: Towards your future. Your investment will be in your future. Which is heaven. Which is heaven. He said everyone... Listen, Joanna, every one's work will be tested. Yes, yes. The way you get yourself busy, make sure you are building with gold. I can't tell. I may say, Oh, Joanna is trying, but God knows that this one is, is, is straw. You are busy singing in the choir, but straw songs. Straw. Straw ministration. Straw ministration. Straw, wooden ministration. Hey, the wind can blow it. But God will not use wind. He said, I'm bringing fire. And then after he finished the testing process, you will be rewarded. How many of you know that rewarded is a good thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good. You will be rewarded.
1: Amen. <laughs>
0: Lydia, be careful how you build. Because God <coughs> is watching. Reward is coming. Revelation chapter 22 verse 12. Say, behold, I come quickly. Revelation chapter 22. And behold, I am coming quickly. How soon is he coming? How soon is he coming?
1: 15.
0: And what's he coming with? He said, My reward is with me, oh. mm. not with the pastor. It's with me. Mm. I will give everyone according to his intentions. Mm. Eh? Is that what he said? Mm. I'll give everyone according to his desires. Mm. <laughs> I'll give everyone according to his wishes. Mm. Oh, I wish to really do God's work. I wish to be. You, you better start doing something, because He reward you according to your works. Not your wishes. Oh, it's in the heart. It's in the heart. Okay. He will not reward you based on your, what is in your heart. What your hands have done, your works. May you receive your reward greatly. Amen. In conclusion, please make yourself available. God is building his house. And let it go on record that you are building with God. This is a good message. You are building with God. You
1: are building with God. You are building with God.
0: Did you receive something? Yes. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. I can't, I'm, Pastor, I'm looking forward to when we go out for outreach. Start from somewhere. Start from somewhere. We will be going out for outreach very soon. Not today. But this week, come on board. Don't get yourself so busy painting your house. When God's house is being built, you are painting your house, You are decorating your house? (laughs) Pastor, are you saying I shouldn't do it? No, I never said that. If your child is in hospital, would you get busy painting your house? Don't take, Bible said, give what belongs to Caesar to Caesar and what belongs to God to God. Miracles are common in the hands of people who labor for God. Miracles are easy and common. Today I believe God sent me to come and tell somebody he's looking for you. Yeah. He's actually looking for you. Ignore your mistakes in the past. It is not, everyone has got mistakes. Religious people will tell you, yeah, because you, gotta, you gotta, forget about that. God doesn't have time for about your past. He's the only one who doesn't check your credit history. Wow. Wow. God, God doesn't check your credit history when he wants to do something for you. I want to pray for somebody. Please bow your head. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pray for somebody. You, want to see, you are here. You, see, you, you know genuinely that God is speaking to you. You don't want to pretend about it. It's your destiny. God is speaking to you. You're actually not a stone in God's house, a living stone. You are a dead wood somewhere. You don't have a... What do I mean? You don't have a relationship with Jesus. This whole thing is ideological in your estimation. But deep in your heart, you can't deny that God is calling you. You can't deny I can't deny it, and I want to say yes to him. If this that's your genuine desire. It's deep in your heart. It's very personal. The one sitting here you may not know, but you know God is talking to you. If that is your genuine desire, I would like to pray with you. I can't end this service without praying with you. If that's your genuine desire, I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to start afresh with Jesus. I want to give Jesus my life. I want to invite him to my heart, and I want to to respond to the call of God in my life. It doesn't mean I'm going to be a preacher. No, but what it means is I'm going to be a true worshiper of, of God. I'm inviting Jesus into my heart. If that's your genuine desire, please lift up your right hand so I can sit and pray with you. Please lift up your two hands as a sign of surrenderance, if you are in front. Lift up your two hands Hi, as a sign of surrenderance to God and say, Lord Jesus. Lord. Say it after me. Mean it from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I know I am a sinner, but I believe you died on the cross to save me from my sins and to wash me with your blood. Today, I surrender all to you. I've heard your voice. And I invite you into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. I make a commitment that I will save you the remaining days of my life. Holy Spirit, help me to understand it more and be a living stone. Bringing other living stones into the house of God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you so much for these precious brothers and sisters. Your word says that I know my sheep and my sheep know my voice out of the many. Others are still sitting, but those you have destined to eternal salvation, eternal redemption have responded to your voice. I pray for them. Let your hand be upon them. Let favor come upon them. Let miracles work in their lives. Let everything begin to change for the glory and for, your, for good. I bless you. May God use you as pillars in his house, bringing other living stones for the building of God's house. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.